hello and welcome to Knitting Shop Live, the podcast recorded live and unscripted by your favorite knitting gals. We are your hosts, Brianna, Kathy, Natalie, and Stephanie. And a huge thanks to our listeners for joining us. Today we will talk about knit worthy. So now it's time to grab a drink, listen up, because we're about to get started on this topic. But as always, let's just talk about what's on our needles. So Brianna, what's on your needles? So I actually have a hook this week. Um, I'm not really doing a particular project. I'm just brushing up on scales right now. Um, but I'm just, it's just a, a practice piece that I picked up and it's pretty small because I keep ripping it out and trying it again um, just to see what different things look like. I only have a little bit of this yarn, so I don't want to use it all. Um, but yeah, I'm just practicing crochet this week. Love it. Love the practice Ooh. pieces mm -hmm. too. Look at us diversifying. Yes. All right. So on my knitting needles this week, I'm down to two projects. I do not have three projects anymore. I am down to two projects, um, which is a little bit unsettling. But um, one of the projects that I'm working on right now is Ed's cardigan. I have finished the body, the button band, and bound it off. And I am doing the sleeves. And it's a top down, so the sleeves should be knit attached to the body. But notice, I'm not doing that. I am knitting the sleeves separate and my goal is to graft them to the live stitches of the body. Nice. I'll let you know how that all works out, okay. but the sweater, it's like a jacket. So it's got a lot of weight to it. I, I, the rows I've been working on recently, I can only do like about four rows and I'm exhausted. So hopefully this will work out. And then my other project is the um, heel tab socks and I'm using the pattern Gladys. That's my needles. Fun. Um, so I, this week, have two projects as well. So the first one is my Strange Brew sweater, which I'm almost on the body on, and then I can join everything together and get into color work, which I'm very excited about. Um, Stephanie, my color palette, are you ready for this? I'm ready. It's dark gray, dark gray, with black and light gray and white, and then more dark gray. What? <laughs> A girl after your own heart. It is. I love it. <laughs> if I added in some navy blue, it would be perfect. Um, but I'm really excited about it. And then the other thing I'm working on is I'm, I'm still on my kick of like, I want to knit a hat every month to donate at the end of the year. So I'm still doing the Kelborn Woolens um, hat of the month because I think they have really good skills in them that like you don't do all the time. Like I revisited Bobbles in January. I revisited a provisional cast on for the February hat, which I haven't done in literally forever. And I messed it up. So I just looked at the March hat and I think I'm going to do it again for March because I, I need to, I need to nail that. <laughs> so oh, that dreaded provisional cast on, it's always I, a crapshoot for me. Same, but I think almost all of their hats start with that provisional cast on, if not like 85% of them do. Yeah. So you have plenty of practice ahead of you, Natalie. <laughs> Yay. I'll be a pro guys by December. Nice. <laughs> well, for me, I finished the baby hat and the toddler hat that I have been working on. Pom-poms are on. I just have to deliver them. Um, and right now I'm working on a bolster for my mom. Nice. Yeah. yeah. Something easy and mindless and my plan for the year easy and mindless and you know, you like ne it. we never go wrong with a bolster they're the mm -hmm. best they're the best they are 
Yeah. Great. Great gifts. Great gifts. All right. Well, then let's jump into this topic of knitworthy and just a little bit of background on this. My inspiration for this thought of topic was um, forwarded to me by one of our faithful listeners, and she listens to a podcast called Freakonomics. And um, it's exactly, it's Freakonomics episode 490. And the episode is about, um, not suspicions, um, superstitions. I always get those two words mixed up, suspicion (laughs) and superstition. It's about superstitions. But the one thing that very, a great variety of topic chatted about on their podcast, and one of them became talking about knit worthy. And it really made me stop and think a little bit. It's not, knit worthy is not a superstition, but it is something that I think knitters do think about. And maybe the rest of the world doesn't realize that there is this whole little trend out there of knitters deciding, are you knit worthy? Yeah. So I guess where, where should we start? We've got a couple of ways to talk about this. I guess the first thing is, is what do you consider knit worthy? What are your qualifications for somebody who you consider knit worthy? Somebody or something that you consider knit worthy? Yeah. I mean, if we're talking about somebody, you guys know, I, I don't knit for anybody but myself um, for the most part, but I have found people in my circle that appreciate the things that I do make. Um, so I, as long as they tell me how much that they love the thing that I made them, they are knit worthy in my book. There's not a lot of them, but that's, that's my only qualification for getting on my list. <laughs> I like it. I'll go, I'll come at the end since I'm starting the chat on each one of these. So Oh, I'm changing up the alphabet. All of a sudden, Natalie. Okay. So for me, knitworthy, I think along the same lines as Brianna, I just need to know that you're going to appreciate what I'm making for you. Um, I feel like I do this on a trial by error basis. So like I might start out with like a hat and if I see you wear the hat, I'll maybe want to knit you some mittens. And if I see where the mittens, I might make you Christmas stockings for your wedding. And if I see that you display them every year, maybe I'll make you a blanket someday. I don't know. But like, I like to tear my stuff. I don't like to come out the gate and be like, you get a blanket and you get a blanket. Cause it's a lot of time. Yeah. So. it's a good, I like that perspective. Absolutely. You've got me. You're adding some knit worthy qualifications to my own list here. I like it. Stephanie, what about yours? Not it for anybody. <laughs> I do not mind. If you want it, don't want it, that's cool. I'll still knit it for you. I can only have so many hats in my own house, and I like to knit hats. So if you look like you need a hat, you're probably going to get a hat, um, whether you want one or not. I Almost every year, somebody gets some kind of knitted item for Christmas because I'll find a project that I want to knit, and... I only need so much knit stuff in my house. I have a very small house. So it needs to get back out that door. Um, So yeah, so if you are looking to receive a gift, let me know because I will knit for for anybody, whether you appreciate it or not. Pretty soon we'll have that Instagram that you can let us know what you want. Yeah, (laughs) there you go, sign up. (laughs) Uh, So I, Brianna, I am right there with you. My thoughts are always right with you. I like to knit for me better than anybody else in the whole world because I I wear it, I use it, I love it. So I love to knit for me, but I do knit for others. And um, 
my knit worthy is right up there with you gals. It is that you appreciate it. You really appreciate it. And I might factor in just a little bit more is that I always hope, but you can't, you know, no, we don't know for sure, but that you understand, that you understand what I put into this, that you appreciate it, you understand um, what it's all about. I do love that idea though of tiered um, knitting for yeah. others. You sort of get an idea of, you know, and why would I knit you a sweater if I haven't seen you wear the hat that I made? But if I made you a hat and I know that you wear it, then yeah. Yeah, of course one. I'll knit you a sweater if you've knit, worn all these other things. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Stephanie, you've got me thinking, you know, one of our, our knitting friends uh, who does listen to our podcast, I think it was last year, had decided that it was the year of hats for her. But beyond what you're doing, Natalie, like I love that idea of a hat a month and following the Calborn woolen ones. Mm -hmm. uh, this person decided that the only thing they were going to knit for the whole year was hats. And they started to find that people were avoiding them because everywhere <laughs> they went, they were like, oh, here, do you want a hat? Trying to give away hats. <laughs> so anyway, but, but see, you could be that person, Stephanie. Oh, here, you want a hat? You want a hat? Here, I have a hat. Yeah. yeah. I got a hat. <laughs> I have been opening up my, my group of people that I give to because just like Stephanie mentioned, there's only like so many things that I can have as much as I want to make everything for myself. My whole, my whole drawer, like my dresser, half of it is all knitted things. I can't fit clothes in there because they're all knitted scarves, hats, mittens, socks that I never wear because I can't wear knit socks. Um, and all my sweaters, you know, they, they could go to somebody else. They might get more use from somebody else too. And there's so much that I want in it. There's always new patterns, new yarns, new anything. And I want to do it, but I don't always feel like I should if I'm keeping it for myself. So I've kind of pivoted my mindset to be, okay, well, I want to knit this thing. It doesn't matter who it's for. It's probably not going to be for me anymore, but I can find somebody who will appreciate it. Yeah, that's a good one. It definitely, you know, there's how many hats do I need? How many mittens do I need? Yeah. It does, it's that sharing. All right. So Knitworthy is, you know, the, the requirement there is that you appreciate it, you understand it. So let's do it. Let's tell secrets. Let's let's disclose it. Who would be who would be other than yourself, somebody who you consider knitworthy in your life? Who would that be? Somebody other than yourself, knitworthy. Should I go first? Yeah. <laughs> <Should be. laughs> All right. Well, um, Number one, any of you, <laughs> I wouldn't do anything for any of you because y'all know, you know, what goes into it. Um, my mom is on that list, although I don't, I, it's been a long time since I've made something for her. Um, and then recently John has been added to my list because he loves anything it doesn't even matter like what it looks like I could think it looks like complete garbage and he'll wear it all the time and we'll tell people like especially at work like his guy friends at work he'll tell them like 
you know, oh, my girlfriend made me this hat or like, oh, I'm wearing socks that my girlfriend knit for me. And they think he's crazy, but they keep the things keep him warm and he appreciates that. And he likes the way that they look too. He is super knit worthy. Oh yeah. Person that you knit for telling somebody, you know, not telling you, but telling somebody else. Oh Oh, my gosh. I got to chill down my back. Yeah. He's the one that wants that sweater so bad and I keep telling him no so I might have to knit him a sweater soon (laughs) (laughs) I'm the same way Brianna I like my mom and all of you because like you guys get what goes into it I will I mean sometimes I just knit things and give them to you guys because I just know what I'm knitting feels more like you than it is like me Mm -hmm. um my mom for socks that woman appreciates a good sock and she will wear them and she will send me a picture of them on. And I appreciate that. But Chris is my hype man when it comes to knitting. He loves everything I make for him. He will tell anyone who will listen to him about it. If he has a pair of handed socks on, he will take his shoes off no matter where we are to show them off. And it is the nicest thing. And that you just need a hype man in your knitting life. For sure. The most knitworthy. <laughs> I think that's even better than knitworthy. Who's your hype man? Yeah. <laughs> All right, Stephanie, who's your hype man? <laughs> oh my goodness. You know, I don't really think I knit for my husband. Um, I think his mom has that covered for him. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, just don't really knit for him. So I, like I said, I will knit for anybody. I knit for my children, obviously. All of you, that's a given. Um but my children are my number one. But then like right now I'm knitting for my mom. I've knitted a few things for her. I've knitted for my dad. Um, I've knitted for my cousin. I've knitted for um, friends. Any friend that says, hey, can you knit this for me? The answer is yes. Like not a problem. Um, and yeah, I, I'm really not particular about it. My brother and my sister-in-law received the, the cabled blanket. Um, I would absolutely knit for them again. Um, even something that detailed as the cable blanket, I would knit for them again. So really, I would knit for anybody, but my probably my top two are, are um, my children. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Because they don't have a state too much. I can just put it on them. Yeah, you know, and they I- always look cute in it. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's so quick to knit too mm-hmm. like oh you lost a mitten that's fine I'll knit you another one it's cool yeah. have it by morning yeah, yeah. <laughs> you'll know like now I mean you knit your children will never know anything other than hand knit mittens you know mm-hmm. they will be the children and that's when you really start to go oh yeah they do really appreciate this they got it so yeah yeah okay all right so my hype man is of course my husband he yeah he does he likes a good sweater. He likes a good sock. He likes a good scarf. He wears a scarf every day. He does wear, and a hat. He does wear his hand knitting, um, and it makes me so happy. I don't ever really often hear him saying anything to anybody about it, but I know that he likes it. But this is one of my favorite things with Ed is um, he did tell somebody this, and um, I, a hat. So he said that um, he likes hats that fit into his coat pocket because sometimes he might not be wearing it because he doesn't need it, but it's in his coat pocket and he likes to hold on to it. And that was like my heartwarming, like, okay, that meant that. So uh, he's my biggest hype man. I, uh, I think though, and as you mentioned, I would knit for you gals in a heartbeat. I, and I think it's really 
fun as a knitter um, to receive hand-knit gifts from your knitting friends. I love that. I've received them from Gusty, you gals. I, I just think that there's something just so special and personal um, about that too. So when I, I love to knit for other people who I love and I know that they really appreciate the knitting as well. So um, yeah, and then I, of course I love to knit for my nephews and I do something for them every year. And I, I, I assume and I, I believe that, you know, what I've given them, they like, they use, they wear. But I think the biggest thing is, is I don't get to see them all that often. You know, these are guys that are growing up and they've got busy lives. Yeah. But the thrill that they give me when they open those handed gifts, to be honest with you, I guess I really don't care if they ever really wore them or not. The thrill of it and their joy, it just makes me so happy. So um, those would be my hype. Um, my husband, you gals and um, my nephews. All right, so um, why do you think we have to think about knitworthy? Why do you think it's important? Or do you think it's important that you take that into consideration when you're knitting? Obviously, you don't wanna waste your time. Like, especially not so much, I think we've talked about like, we all wanna knit things just to knit them, not, not necessarily to wear them ourselves or to give them as gifts. But just because, you know, we want to do that project for whatever reason. Um, but when it comes to like putting the time and effort into deciding what you're going to knit for somebody else and having that person in mind when you're making that project and then you give it to them and they don't, they don't appreciate it in whatever way. So I've, I've done this before. I've given knitted gifts to, you know, friends, family, otherwise. And I've, I've never seen them wear those things, which is like a huge stab in my heart. I don't care, like, if you wear it once and like, absolutely destroy it that first time. Like, I knew that you thought about it, put it on, and it kept you warm for that one day. But if you don't, don't even put the time to think about putting that thing on you know it doesn't even have to be with me you know in the room like you know put it on for a picture or something <laughs> I don't oh, care any picture wearing those socks <laughs> exactly I, I I will knit for anybody that would do that but you know people who just stick it in a drawer and never use it I don't want to knit for those people yeah for me, there's a few different answers to this question. So my number one is that I'm up against time when it comes to knitting. And I think life in general is about prioritizing the input to get the best output. For me, the best output is I'm making things and I'm enjoying the process, but the things I'm making are useful and not useless like they're not just going to sit somewhere like they're going to bring someone else joy or bring them warmth or bring them love or something like that they have a purpose they serve a purpose and I've used my time for something that is purposeful um so for me it's like you know if if I know someone's going to appreciate something and use it every day I feel like I'm making a bigger impact by knitting for that person than someone who I know hasn't shown me that they're necessarily appreciative of that and like it's no skin off my back like if that's not your cup of tea, it's not your cup of tea. Some people go crazy for that stuff. And 
I mean, it hypes me up to see people use new things. I make them to see that they like it and they want to incorporate into their everyday life. Um, but I also think it's kind of one of those things where it's like, I want to make sure I can provide the best possible outcome for the right person. Yeah. So that's where I come from when I decide. That's a very cool perspective. I like that. For me, it's honestly not just handed items. It's kind of any gift. Like if I'm going to give you any kind of a gift, if you don't seem like you liked it or appreciated it or anything, then it's not just my time. It's my money. It's, it's all of that. I mean, I'm not going to continue to give you stuff if you're just going to throw it in a drawer. So it, it kind of goes hand in hand. Like, but for me, it's also... I'm a stay-at-home mom. So my little COVID circle that had to happen was my original circle to begin with. I think I've talked to you all about, like, I, I don't see many more people besides you all and my immediate family that I would actually knit for. I don't have coworkers, um, the few friends that I have, I've kept through motherhood. So it's, it's a very small circle to begin with. So I can't even name one person in my small circle who I would knit for, who wouldn't appreciate it. Um, just because I have that small of a circle. And it's the same thing. Like if I give them a gift, it's, it's anybody that I give anything to in my little COVID small circle of life that I have going on right now would just appreciate it. And that's a very great feeling to think about and reflect on that I have such an appreciative group of family and friends in my life. Yeah, it is. And it is, it, it does tie into, in addition to the hand-knit gifts that we give, it, it ties into gifts in general. And mm-hmm. it, you can oftentimes tell, or I, I get that sense of feeling when I give a gift and you can tell upon the opening and where it goes, like over there onto the floor, or does it rest on their lap? Like I read body language when we open gifts, <laughs> but you yeah, can right? like sense that feeling of, oh my gosh, they thought of me. This is great. Um, the other thing too, that I factor in on, you know, why knit worthy matters is similar to what you were saying too, Natalie, it's the time factor. There's a lot of time that we put into these projects. Knitters get that. We can't expect other people to understand that, that that wasn't fabric that I cut. That was fabric that I created one stitch at a time with my hands. But um, so I, I always you know, really factor in the amount of time that you're putting into it. And then with that time, and I, I think that this is true of just about all knitters, um, that every stitch is a stitch of love. I, you know, really, truly. Because uh, if there's a project that I am knitting that I don't love, I'm not going to keep doing it. So I only hope that the stitches I've created for that project that I've given you, that gift I've given you, that you feel the amount of love that went into that. Cause I, I, I wouldn't probably keep going if I didn't love it. So there's a lot of love that goes into our projects. Yeah, absolutely. So, all right. So that is knitworthy. You know, the other thing today, as I was pondering our topic knitworthy, um, this was, oh gosh, about 15 years ago. And you guys may remember this. There was a book that came out and it's called Never Knit Your Man a Sweater. Do you remember this? Mm-mm. Okay, so it's called Never Knit Your Man a Sweater um, Unless You've Got a Ring, okay? <laughs> it's a legitimate book title and it is by Judith Durant. And um, the whole idea of it, it, it was you know, 
matching projects to relationships, there's a, a relationship slash project ratio. So, <laughs> you know, the, and that's sort of along the lines, Natalie, of what you were saying too, escalating. So, you know, if it's a dinner date, you might be worthy of a scarf. As we become more committed in our relationship, I'm probably going to up the ante and do something that has two parts to it, like socks. Mm -hmm. And, you know, when I know that we're going to last long enough that I can knit you a whole sweater, I might do that too. But some relationships run out before the sweaters are done. But um, that was a really fun book. And we happened to have that at the shop for a little bit and had some relationships in our knitting circle there and trying to help people decide what do you knit how serious is that relationship yeah. so check it out that's a good one all right so in this podcast that I listened to um, for the inspiration of this topic they were talking about superstitions mm -hmm. so name one superstition one thing that you are superstitious about just one Brianna I I just threw you all under the bus. <laughs> I don't even know. Um, I, I don't really think I have a superstition. I am very um, habitual though. You know, like if you don't do something, I guess this is a superstition. Like if you don't do something in the right order, like life is going to get ruined. I have to in the morning my morning routine if I don't do it in the same order every day the world falls apart and not of any like fault of my own I don't think I just have that like things didn't go right in the morning so everything I just believe everything's gonna fall apart and then it does Right. Something else. Oh, can I guess that's my little superstition. Yeah, that would be, there has to be that pattern of doing things like, you know, when do I brush my teeth? When yes. do I do my hair? It's got to be in that sequence. A little insane when I say it out loud, but it's true. Yeah. All right, Natalie, what's yeah. your superstition? For me, Brianna, like I'm not well thought out enough to actually keep routines. Like I am chaotic in my life in all forms, like my morning routine like I run around here for like an hour and a half every morning, like just like remembering things, things that normal people would have like, you know, nailed down and like some sort of list in their head. They don't even have to think about, but I'm like, oh yeah, I, I have to shower. Right. <laughs> That's something I have to do. Um, but for me, so I'm not super superstitious that way, but if someone tells me something, I will be very superstitious about it. So a good example of this is Christmas time. One of my siblings asked me for knives for Christmas that's what they needed mm -hmm. so I said okay and I bought some knives and I read this thing online I actually heard it on a podcast and then I looked it up because I was like I can't mess this up when I wrap this present if you buy someone knives it's bad luck so you have to tape a penny onto the knives and it's supposed to like cross it out so I taped the penny onto the knives knowing that I would look absolutely crazy <laughs> on Christmas morning but I didn't want that on my chest or on my conscience. Yeah. And then I wrapped it. And then I looked back at the website and apparently the direction that the penny is facing matters. And I can't remember if it needs to be on heads or tails, but I unwrapped that whole present and rewrapped it to make sure that I did it right. I did do it right. We were fine. Everything's fine. But I, I'm a little stitious. 
sometimes. Yeah. So, when it's something question. that you like, you find out is a superstition. You have yeah. following it yes. is important. Yeah. Yeah. And this podcast that we were, that you sent us, Kathy, one of the other things that they said on there was one guy was like, apparently when you clink glasses, if you have water in your glass and you cheers, it's really bad luck. Yes. I do that. I've done that so many times. Like I am like, I literally was listening to it and was like, no wonder, no wonder all these things happen to me. <laughs> I had never heard that until this, that podcast. I was like, oh my goodness. Yes. How many times have you had water in your glass that you did cheers that you clicked with? Yeah. That's a big, never again, never again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Always have champagne. That's all there is to it. <laughs> yeah. <I guess. laughs> Stephanie, what about you? Is this, is this, a superstition, not a suspicion, a superstition. <laughs> I don't really have any. I am an incredibly anxious person to begin with. So pretty much everything gives me anxiety. Um, but I don't think I follow along with any, like other than like the black cat walks in front of you, you know, there's that old one that everybody knows about. But other than that, I don't really know any to like like Natalie's with the knives, like I would have never known. And I would have never had time in my life to know, to look it up. Like there's, th- my life is all about Disney TV and <laughs> it just doesn't have any superstitions in it right now. So unless one's like glaring in my face, mm-hmm. I don't have any, but my whole life is very, I should probably be on anxiety medicine. It's pretty bad. Um, <laughs> everything gives me anxiety. So One I'm sure I'm following some kind of superstition. Yeah. Yeah. I just don't know about it. But you know what, Stephanie? I love it too, though. It is like, if I don't know it, I don't need to know it. Just let me stay yeah. in that world of Disney. And um, is it Luna and uh, Coco Melon? What are those shows? Let me just oh, say yeah. That. Coco Melon. Mm-hmm. I don't need to know Big it. Big one. <laughs> All right. So I, uh, and it's interesting because listening to that podcast, I learned some new ones that I'm like, well, how about that now? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, the water, all that kind of stuff. But I do, I will tell you that my suspicion, I'm suspicion, I'm so sorry, <laughs> my superstition has always been Friday the 13th. I look ahead in the calendar to see how many Friday 13ths are we having this year and what months do they fall? I have a, I have a, a very challenge with that. And then one year I realized that, okay, this is kind of silly, Kathy, because you grew up on 13th Avenue. And at the same time, I was working on the 13th floor of a building in Philadelphia and many buildings, and this was mentioned too, many buildings actually skip that number. Like there's no 13th floor, it doesn't really exist. They'll go from 12 to 14. Um, But actually um, that building did have a 13. So I just, I don't know, 13 is kind of, when it comes to Friday the 13th, I guess, maybe not streets or buildings. <laughs> yeah, just All don't right. do anything dangerous, no big decisions. No. Yeah. <laughs> that was my sports number in high school, 13. 13, really? Wow. Mm-hmm. It's Friday the 13th is always that day that you wake up and you just want it to be over. You're just like, can it please be like dinner time? Can it be happy hour? Can I be home and safe again? So, all right. Anything else you can think about as far as knitworthy and Here's a question about yeah. superstitions. Is astrology superstitious? Because I'm guilty of that. I was gonna say something because as soon as Kathy, you mentioned about Friday the 13th, I started thinking about when Mercury is in retrograde. Yes, I, me too. I have, anytime 
life is going, you know, one way or another, I'm like, I wonder if Mercury's in retrograde or like the moon cycle that always gets me. And I always check it. I do too. And as a matter of fact, and I'm not sure if it's totally full tonight, but I check the moon cycles too. Like typically by looking at it, I don't really look at it on the calendar, but um, I'm pretty sure tonight is a full moon. So the full moon thing does get me too. So I think that would be a little bit of astrology. Also the moon, the tides, um, Mercury retrograde, maybe we are all just a little bit superstitious. Yeah. We did a podcast on that one time and you all had this app and I was like, oh, I'll get the app. I think I deleted it the next day. I was like, I don't have time for this. <laughs> I don't have time to follow no, this. Whether my day ends in poop on me or not on me is not something I need to know. Yeah. Vomit. Mm-mm. <laughs> it's just going to happen. Yeah. My cup of star app determines the kind of day I'm having or justifies the kind of day I'm having. Like if I'm like, today sucks. I'll go right to CoStar. Mm-hmm. Done. I know why it sucks now. It's not my fault. <laughs> yeah. Do you do this too? So I do read my horoscope every day. It's just something that I got into once we started to have the paper delivered again. And of course it has the star rating system. And my first instinct when I look at it is I always look at the stars first. And if it's like a two-star day, I'm like, do I read it or don't I read it? Oh, it won't be right anyway. And then you get those days that are five stars. And you're like, this is going to be a good day. <laughs> you're like, yes. It's like, I only trust it if it's a five-star horoscope. If it's yeah. just right. <laughs> All right, ladies. What else? Superstitions, suspicions. What else? All right. I to jump back to knitworthy. I would say for knitworthy, if you're wanting to knit something for somebody, but you don't want to knit another hat because they're running away from you or mittens or something in that regard. There are so many home decor things that you can knit Mm -hmm. instead. Um, So like right now I'm knitting a bolster for my mom. Like that's something that is super easy and and knit worthy, I think for other people, or there's always garlands out there that you can knit for other people. Um, And then you don't have to worry about like, maybe it doesn't fit their head and that's why they're not wearing it. Or maybe the mittens just didn't fit them right or it's not comfortable for them. You don't have to worry about it fitting them. It'll go in their house. Um, so there's always other I- items to knit for other people besides just hats, mittens, scarves, like clothing. Yeah, that's a really, just a little point. thought. That's a great, that's mm-hmm. a great point. So cool. All right. Well, ladies. Hello, girls. Uh, that is on the podcast. Welcome to the podcast world. Hello, podcast world. <laughs> Special <laughs> guest star. <laughs> so, I'm, a little, I'm a little out of breath. There's a long trek up here. <laughs> Ask the people who installed the carpet last week. There's a lot of steps. So, yeah. <laughs> but it's all good. So, all right. Well, then, with that all said, let's go ahead and give it a wrap. Is there any news we'd like to share? Um, yeah, so our um, Natalie and I's new business, Roots Knitting Academy, is now booking private lessons. Um, so if you go to our website and um, go to the learn tab, um, you can schedule a private lesson and we can help you with whatever you need help with, whether it's knit or crochet and any any level of the two. Um, yeah, and I, I'll put um, our website in the show notes as well. Was there anything else that we needed to talk about? I saw it on Instagram. It looked good, ladies. Thank you. Thank you. The the retirees are so high tech here. (laughs) (laughs) Woohoo! Coming up next week. (laughs) 
Bye now. Bye, Ed. Bye-bye. All right. Any, excuse me. Any other comments? All right. Well, then let's give it a wrap. I'm going to whisper next week's topic. It may or may not happen. We can always change it up. But I just jotted this down. And um, next week's topic, it's in one of these notebooks, is sharing. I thought that would be an interesting topic to talk about sharing. What are you willing to share? Who will you share with? There you go. I like all, right. all that information, let's go ahead. We will give it a total wrap here. If you like our show, please rate, review, and subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to your podcast so more people can find us. So hopefully you finish that drink because now it is time to bind off. Thanks for listening.